The Animation Destination Podcast is brought to you by The Destination, located at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind Dee's Crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. Hey everybody, welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast. It's been a little while, it's been a little bit since our last episode, but that's fine. We're restructuring a little bit here. Um, most episodes, I think, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into the format change here. Uh, I think most formats are going to be more like this, a more, uh, more intimate style type deal with, uh, about one guest. I only have one guest here with me today, and that is my brother, Brian. Hey, what's up, everybody? So, yeah, um, I think majority of these episodes are going to be just, uh, really kind of like, a uh, a, a more intimate talk, uh, than a giant bunch of people around a round table or whatever. Uh, I think this service is better for uh, most of the topics that we want to cover. We'll still have the big episodes, you know, the, oh, we're talking about, uh, Dragon Ball Z! Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, ten people see, on this show. Yeah, it's like ten people, because everybody... Never pretty, seen Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you're pitiful, I know. But, anyways, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, it's, it, I think this service is better, and what we're covering today, I think, is much better for just a two-person type thing. We watched a movie last week uh, that was Justice League Gods and Monsters, the latest in the DC animated universe movies. Bruce Timation. The, the Bruce Timations and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, is there. Lovingly dubbed. Um, but yeah, this, was, this one was produced by Bruce Tim, which was uh, produced and directed and everything. This is something he wanted to do. And it's a pretty cool take. It's like an alternate world Justice League, which is really cool. But we're going to... Uh, get into that uh, pretty regularly throughout this thing, but um, basically, what I want to else I want to do here for this uh, new smaller intimate format is we're going to cover certain topics on this one instead of uh, covering the news and then doing the you know animation recommendation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll still got we still got some fun stuff in there mixed in, but we want to cover some actual topics uh, for uh, for this one. And what I'd actually like to cover first off, Brian, um, is the fact that there were a lot of startups and returns, actually mostly uh, returns, uh, for uh, since the last time we were on. Uh, the new season for animation and TV shows started up. Uh, summer uh, They always start before the yeah. dramas and stuff in the fall. Exactly. The summer leagues, as it were. Um, and uh, some good stuff started back up. Gravity Falls season... 2.5 I don't do I, they number them at all I don't know it's it's really <laughs> terrible the way they do it because like they go away and then they come back with like one episode and then it'll go away when they again. feel like it yeah which so. is really awful because Gravity Falls is awesome it's fantastic it's absolutely wonderful and I don't know if you've kept up with it at all or to the point I have not at. seen most of the new stuff I right. haven't had a chance right uh, um, to get basically anything since mm-hmm. the first season finale right yeah 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 so, I haven't really Caught up with any of it. Gotcha, gotcha. Season two has been packed full of stuff. They're not like I guess they were kind of worried like maybe we're not going to get a new season or something because like in season two they 
they answered a lot of questions. <laughs> like they, they were like they that's, were. That, that's the typical technique of someone who thinks they might get canceled. Right, they exactly. Aren't sure, like any day, they go, well, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> we got a new season of uh, Pluto the Dog, and <laughs> yeah, we like, gotta cut some budget well, here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> some some terrible CG animated Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse thing will go up or something, <laughs> and we have to get rid of this. So we've got a new up. terrible Kung Fu Panda show. <laughs> yeah, <you>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Um so yeah, um luckily it's not getting canceled as far as I can tell. Uh but uh the new uh not to spoil things, I think people should go out and watch it, but they they've answered a lot of secrets. One secret that's been a big conspiracy throughout like the whole first season and uh most of the second season and uh, who wrote the journals. The bur- the, the, books. Uh, the, the, yeah. the 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 person who wrote the journals. I won't spoil who that is right and that's kind of where i left off yeah. was when you know uh yeah. grunkle stan has the books laid out yeah 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 in he's got the them all secret laid out. room exactly behind yeah. everything yeah pretending oh, i don't know what I these are these are yeah yeah, yeah. but uh you know, so they did reveal who was the author of the journals i won't say who that is but he is played by jk simmons i will say that which is fantastic <laughs> so great. so it's not a person that's on been on the show before obviously so. right or is it I ooh. don't do this to me. <laughs> you should totally go check it out anyway. So I, I need to. Uh, but yes, Gravity Falls. It, it came back. Uh, they had the latest episode last Monday, which was Dungeons, Dungeons, and more Dungeons. It was a D and D parody, which was pretty great. Uh, like um, fight fighters. There, there, there was a LARPing parody as well, oh, which was like. God. Yeah, the, the cardboard the play lowest or form of all nerd. Oh yeah, the lowest form of all. But uh, yeah, it's 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 whatevs. So uh, so yeah, so that was a great episode, and go check that out. It's got J.K. Simmons on the on the show now, and J.K. Simmons is awesome in everything that he does. J.K. About, Simmons so. is fantastic. Yeah. He can be intimidating and comforting and terrifying and hilarious, like all at the same time. So. Uh, Rick and Morty season two uh, began two weeks ago, July twenty sixth, I believe. So, two weeks ago from this recording. So, uh, that's awesome. Go go watch that. I the the opening episode uh, involves different parallel timelines that are happening at the same time on a split screen, but they're slightly different. So I can't. <laughs> Im- I can't imagine what a headache this yeah, was to record. I, I need to check. I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize they had. I didn't realize they had started up again. Oh yeah, yeah. So and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm two episodes behind. Like, yes. I love love yeah. me some Rick and Morty. R- Rick and Morty's great. Uh, go watch the trailer for that. It, they're they're up on Adult Swim. You have to plug in what your um uh, what your cable provider is if you have cable or whatever. But uh, they're on Adult Swim. You can find them in other places too. I'm sure. Nothing illegal, mind you. Don't uh, don't do don't, that, kids. Don't do anything illegal. Streaming. No pirating. No pirating. That's wrong. Don't do that. Um. I can't wait till cable's dead. <laughs> to worry. Then we can just watch whatever we want when we want on whatever freaking thing that we have. That'd be so nice. Uh, the other thing that came back was BoJack Horseman season two, and I watched all twelve of those episodes within a week. Ah, uh, Netflix binging, right? Is a good Netflix binge. I've uh, never actually seen BoJack Horseman. It, it, it's a good one. It's got Will Arnett. Uh, it's got uh, uh, crap Jesse Pinkman from. Uh, Breaking Bad. I forget his name. That's really stupid. Uh, oh gosh, Aaron, what? Uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Yes. Aaron Paul. Two first names. Never trust them. Never, never trust those people. They're 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 dirty, filthy people. They are. Uh, no, Aaron Paul's fantastic on it. Um, he's not at all like he is in uh, Breaking Bad, which is always great. 
Uh, Will Arnett is kind of doing the same stuff, but he's more of an a-hole than an idiot. He kind of always so, is, though. Yeah, he kind of always is. But he's either a moron or a complete jerk. It's it's one of the two. So you, you're not really sure which one. So It's kind of a mix. Gonna, yeah, it's, it's kind of a mix. But like he's yeah. either like he's either full-on moron like Job... Or he's a full-on well, jerk. But Job like. was a jerk too. Yeah, but he was a but he but he's more a lovable idiot. Like you didn't like it, just the fact that he didn't know anything about anything at all. So you kind of understood why he was being an idiot. So um, you know, but uh, Bojack Horseman, uh, Lisa Kudrow is on this season, which is fantastic. Oh, that's yeah, as, that uh, is fantastic yeah, actually. Because I haven't I haven't seen or heard her in a long time. So she's uh, voicing his new girlfriend in this season. So. Uh, who was Lisa Al- Kudrow needs more work. Period. She, she does absolutely. Lisa Kudrow is like the best of the friends, and like the, 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 <laughs> the last thing I remember her uh, really, really having, her having a prominent role in was Easy A. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, 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 several years ago, and then she's yeah. fantastic in that movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, 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 I still haven't seen that movie, but uh, good movie. Yeah, I'm sure she's great in it. Uh, Actually, the, her parents in that movie, uh, Emma Stone's uh, mm. parents. Yeah. Um, Take I I think they're a step above J.K. Simmons as Juno's dad. Oh really? Yeah, okay. they're like they're like best on screen parents oh, ever man, now. That, that's really ahead good. of ahead of Simmons. Really? Because <laughs> yeah. Simmons was great. In Juno. I know, right? <laughs> Simmons was fantastic in Juno. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, and uh, that's all the returning things from this season. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's probably some other things that came along, but uh, uh, I'm gonna go on to the new one for this week. Uh, the New premiere that happened uh, about a week ago. Uh, they had six new episodes every a new episode every day on Cartoon Network, which was We Bear Bears. Um, I have no idea what this is. It's ador- I, mean, I saw what you showed me. It's adorable, is what it is. Now it, it's basically just a comedy. It, it's 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 a, it's a fifteen minute you know comedy or eleven minutes whatever uh, eleven minute episode comedy. Uh, it's got it's starring. Um, uh, Eric Edelston, Bobby Moynihan, and uh, Dimitri, Dimitri Martin. Martin as Grizz, Panda, and Ice Bear. I don't. He's just named Ice Bear. I don't know why. Well, he's uh, a polar bear. He's a polar bear, but he's named Ice Bear. So, um, but it's a brown bear and a panda and a, and a polar bear all living in a park together, and like they they're just. They just want to make friends, basically. Like, that's their whole deal, is, like, Grizz just wants to make friends with people. Yeah. But they're, like, bears and, like, really awkward. And, you know, it, that's basically well, the whole Well, if Dimitri thing. Martin is in your show, awkward is coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the funny thing is, is, like, you know, like, like, like Grizz is just, like, the big, like, oh, yeah, you want to hang out on selfies? You know, like, he's just, like, he's really, like, like, <laughs> he's really awkward and, like, people are always put off by him and... Panda's the shy one, and he's, like, all into technology and, like, you know, updating his dating profiles and stuff that he never gets any hits on. Yes, he has a uh, a phone, which he calls his life and soul in rectangular form. So um, Most people would. Yeah, most people probably would actually uh, classify it as that. But Ice Bear, um, uh, Dimitri Martin's character, is the comedy relief, I would say. But he's also the straight man, because so, he's weird. Like, he speaks only in third person. He only says Ice Bear. He never says I, and um, he, he he knows karate. I think uh, he has ninja stars. Uh, it's you would think that Panda would know right. karate. Yeah, you'd think, but he doesn't. No, no, Panda's very very timid. 
Um, he can cook. Like it's just it's all like he's like the he's like the guy that can do everything, but he's like very quiet and never really says anything. But every time, every now and then, it was like Ice Bear has ninja stars, and then Ice Bear feels shame. That sort of thing. And it's just okay. Dimitri Martin saying yeah. tiny little lines, but it it's great. Go check that show out. It's adorable. It's wonderful. Go look at it. It's it's three bears that stack up on each other and, and walk around the freaking park, and they and don't fight great. anybody. No, they don't. There's no action. There's no fight. It's literally just them. Like, it's typically like, oh, I want to make friends. Yeah, when I hear bears, I usually think of, like, fighting. Fighting bears? Yeah, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's more like, you know, there's lots of bear cartoons uh, right. out there, yeah, actually. That's this true. Is, it's a long line of bear cartoons. Mm-hmm. You've got Teddy Ruxpin. And, bear cartoons are funny. Yeah, it's true. As are real bears. As are real bears. Uh, you know, Yogi Bear, Hair Bear Bunch, uh, Care Bears. Always. Yeah. Teddy Ruxpin, Super Ted. There's so many. Is Teddy Ruxpin ever actually a show? Yeah, it was a cartoon. I, mean, it was I like remember 60... the toy. And... No, yeah, it was like 65 episode cartoon. It had like a caterpillar guy and an old man, and they like flew around on a blimp, like Yogi's, like Yogi's uh, treasure adventure, whatever treasure hunters. Yeah, I got gotcha. It was like that, but you know, it was Teddy Ruxpin, and it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was in the 80s. It, it released on DVD. No, I remember the glowworm. Yeah, the glowworms. Yeah, well, it, but it well, wasn't the glowworms. But, but but no, 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 no. There yeah. was a, another Teddy Ruxpin type. Dog yes, that played stories. It played but stories. it was a worm, it was and a it, worm. it and that lit was up him. at night. And that was him. That yes. was in the thing. Okay. That was in him. Yes. Never. Yes. I don't believe I ever saw the show. Yeah, I, I had a Teddy Ruxpin. I, I we had a Teddy Ruxpin. We did. We had that. Kids. We had that terrifying toy. I know, right? It was awful. It attacked me a few times. I'm fairly certain that's what inspired Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes, I know it's the animatronics at the thing, but whatever. Um, Teddy Ruxpin was close enough. Teddy Ruxpin was very close enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's all the things that came out, all the things that came out since the last time that we uh, broadcast, that we recorded, um, and uh, lots of good stuff. Um, I don't really have any anime to talk about at the moment. I haven't been able to watch one in a while. I am going to watch Knights of Sidonia very soon because that one's been recommended quite a bit. Very um, uh, Attack on Titan in space is what a lot of people call that. So, oh. interestingly enough. So, uh, yeah, so that was cool. Um, but, yeah, on to our other topics for the day. Um, just want to cover a few of these. This is more like news type stuff or things that have happened throughout the week. I cover a lot of these on the Facebook page if you follow that. But, uh, definitely wanted to cover a few of these. Uh, George Coe, the voice of Woodhouse from Archer, passed away a few weeks ago, which is a shame. Um, that is the second time I think that, uh, well, not a main character, but a, a prominent character in a show that Adam Reed, uh, was part of passed away during production. Uh, the first being Captain Murphy from Sea Lab 2021. I forget the name of the actor who played him, but, uh, I can't remember either. Yeah, I he, remember him. I remember him. Yeah. He, he, him. Pa- he passed away before season three and, uh, sadly that show never got back on track because Murphy was pretty much the... The prominent character oh, in yeah. the whole thing. It, it, it was, was he was it. I mean, yeah, it was, that that was the reason I watched the show. I mean, it was because of Captain that, and it did have what's his name from House Party, so that was pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, he he was in it, and and Eric Estrada, which was funny, but well, he was uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I think Captain Murphy. That was the reason I watched that. I, I like all of Adam Reed's stuff. I even went back on Frisky Dingo and rewatched it, and it's actually great. Oh yeah, I hated Frisky Dingo when I first saw really? it. Really, I hated I, it. I, I, I never and, watched it regularly, but it, when yeah. it would be on like late at night, I would just leave it on and kind of watch it. I right, thought it was funny. I just like I just for some reason like I just was yeah. like this is this is like too es- like esoteric. This is like way too like 
off the reservation. And then I went back and watched it again from the beginning. And yeah. I get what they were doing was that he's this super villain. And, and it just made more sense when you see it from the beginning, yeah, obviously. I, and yeah, it's, I, I it's just a, Frisky Dingo. It's yeah. a parody of super villainy, and it's great. And, you know, Adam Reed plays the main character. And, but watch Archer, too, because Archer's fantastic. And it's fabulous and everybody should go watch that show between Um, archer and south park i would say those are my two favorite shows on tv my favorite comedies oh yeah and i don't like comedies yeah not typically that much no yeah i mean there there are very few comedies i will watch i i i'm a curmudgeon when it comes to comedy now like especially movie wise like movies i barely watch anything and nothing looks appealing to me ever and even when people like rave about a movie yeah yeah, like I remember, I remember we like um, I remember like I remember when the Hangover came. Hangover, out, and yeah. everybody would oh the Hangover is the funniest thing, to, and yeah. I watched the Hangover. Yeah, and I enjoyed the Hangover. Yeah, the first one. Yes, the first. I, one. I enjoyed the first. Yeah, but but I'm just like, is this is what passes for like comedy genius nowadays? Like, well, throwing a bunch of cameos and yeah, and weird I mean, references. I, I it just, was. It, I, I think it was just it was interesting in a way. There were movies that had done that before. Uh, but especially the memory loss thing and like, oh, I right. figure out what the heck happened last night. Like there were episodes of TV shows that had done that before. It wasn't a, a novel idea, but it was something actually funny. And I think that's why it actually right. took off. It was like, oh, this actually is funny. We don't have to pretend that this isn't, that this is something ridiculously hilarious. But yeah, definitely. You know, what's interesting though, is that Woodhouse, I don't know if like, if he, if George Coe was in any kind of medical, you know, uh, problems or anything um but i did notice that through part of season four or five part of season four uh he was voiced by Corey burton instead so i think okay because uh, i remember I, I remember hearing his voice i was like that wasn't the normal voice that was Corey burton uh so i think he probably was having like medical yeah he may had, have had to miss some some taping yeah missed some tapings or something and then all through season five woodhouse has been missing like that's been like a few g- jokes dropped here and there, like oh, like nobody knows where he's at. So I think next season they're probably gonna have like a, I don't know if they can do this for Archer, but a very special episode where they might find Woodhouse dead. I, I feel like, I feel like that's. I feel like Archer can get away with anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I feel like that's that's kind of. I their doubt deal. they would do that. Though. I doubt they'd do that. Well, they might. Like I don't know. Like who knows? Um, that's. Adam Reed, uh, if anything, expresses himself through comedy. So I don't know. True, it's, it's possible. So yeah, uh, but that was interesting. Um, other thing I want to talk about: you just watched this, uh, the Chris Farley uh, audio uh, from Shrek. Yes, uh, that was interesting. Um, yes, uh, I so- remember finding out about this mm-hmm. about ten years ago. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah. And thinking. I would love to hear that audio. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it has just never been leaked. I yeah. mean, it's it's one of those stories that's been out there. Mm-hmm. And, and you almost wonder if it's true. I mean, obviously it happened. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes total sense what happened. Yeah. The way that he passed away. Yeah, obviously. You, you can't release it posthumously for your kids' movie. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just wasn't, at yeah. the time, just and wouldn't fly. Let's not forget the only posthumous movie they made out after his death was that one with Matt Perry and the... Uh, what was that one? It, it, it was like uh, the Oregon Trail. It had Matt Perry in it. It was terrible. I remember I, that. I and, I vaguely remember. And it wasn't finished. Like it wasn't like done filming. But they were just like, "Well, yeah. Chris Farley died. We can get some money out of this." It was horrible. Like yeah. it's just like everything. Like it like it was just 
absolutely terrible about that release. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, you can't really posthumously because he like had like eighty five, ninety percent done. Well, like, they, they, it could the, the movie easily yeah. could have been released. Yeah. But because of the details of his death, yeah. that, you that, can't really have a kid's movie yeah. with that as your star yeah. and say... That that was the speculation yeah. as to why that was never released and everything. And oh, it, it's not it, speculation. That's uh, why it was never well, released. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's interesting because they, they... Like, that's always been known. Like, for a while. Since, since the release of Shrek... People have always been like, oh, Mike Myers wasn't really going to be the guy to do it. It was going to be Chris Farley, but then he passed away. And yeah, ah. um, it, It's interesting, um, because that was from 1997 when he right. recorded that. When did Shrek come out? Uh, 99 or 2000? 99 maybe or 2000. Two, about three or four years three later. Three or four years later. So I don't um, have the exact date in my head, but, yeah, but uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't very long after no, that. No, it, it was interesting. Uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting to hear it, um, because um, it felt more human- I would say. Like, because it, it is more human. Well, yeah, it's, it felt more relatable. Right. Um, it wasn't... I feel like the Mike Myers, like, deliberately cartoony uh, Scottish accent. Um, right. It... I wouldn't say it hurt it, obviously, because it was funny for its time and, you know, and all that stuff. Sure. But it just... There's something more genuine, obviously, about uh, the lines that he delivers as himself. And you know that he's that he's delivering. I actually like it a lot better. Like I, I probably would still like the first one more had that performance come out. Because here's the thing about cartoons: is when something is deliberately done in a cartoonish way, it's pandering. It's it feels pandery. It, it may not necessarily be that. I think Mike Myers settled on a voice. That he lived him well, in the studio liked. It's also and, Mike Myers. Yeah. Mike Myers doesn't play human characters. Yeah. Even when he's a person. Yeah. yeah. Wayne, the, the love Wayne, goon. Yeah, yeah. Wayne yeah. is not a person. He's, yeah, he's yeah. a guy that talks to the camera. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and, and acts silly. And acts silly. You're even, right. Even when he's in a serious mm-hmm. relationship yeah. the, in his life, he's yeah. like playing with, you know, yeah. Tia Carrera and so it's, He's like a kid. He, he's like a child. He's like a yeah. You're right. He's he's a very cartoonish character. Wayne Mike, is very cartoonish in himself. Mike Mike Myers. Mike Myers just, he just doesn't play characters that are relatable. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. No, that's what he is. That's yeah, true. It's very sometimes true. it works really well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Austin Powers comes out. Yes, and and it's very good. Arguably, you know. You know, you can argue lots of flaws with those movies, but yes. they're, they're funny movies. They're funny and it's movies. It's a funny character. Yes, and you, you, but no one relates. No, no to one Austin relates Powers. to Austin Powers. Yeah. Everyone says, "Oh, that Austin Powers is hilarious. He's wacky, he's goofy, love guru. It's all, it's all cartoonish." Well, that's a bad example. Well, it's a bad movie, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's, but it's, but it's all cartoonish nonsense. That's, that's what, what he does. does, and it's fine. And that's fine that they settled for that on the movie. I think it's totally that's what they settled for. It's fine, but I think. Just hearing that one two-minute clip of him with Donkey is better than everything else in that movie. It's almost like he's talking about himself. It is when he said when he says, oh, my, "My parents always told me that people liked ogres." Yeah, and so yeah, because he had a lot of insecurity problems. He did. Yeah, he had a ton of them. That that was it, part of his depression. Yeah, and it it was, and, and that's the other thing is like it was so believable. Yeah, and that's the other thing that kills me is that like like Farley is a cartoonish type character. 
Um, he does more relatable type things. Always been more. He's always been more relatable. You Tommy, can relate to Tommy. Yeah, Tommy boy, boy you, you can, can relate, relate to. in Black Sheep. You, yeah, Farley. You know, he he can be relatable. He is cartoonish, but he can be. Rela- and in that moment, and I know it's a really serious moment in the movie. And Myers didn't exactly fail that moment in that movie either. But it's cartoonish. But, but it's cartoonish, and you know, and it's it, that that line about parents isn't in there, like at all. That whole parents thing. It's just about him wanting to be left alone because people are afraid of him. That's where that's the only connection there. Right. The he, parents he, thing isn't there at all that I remember. Do you remember him talking about his parents? In this I track? don't recall it, but I, I haven't remember. seen that movie. I haven't in seen years. it in a while. But I just don't remember ever saying like my parents said ogres always. You know, people always liked ogres. I I don't remember that line at all. Or the the breakthrough is like my, leave my parents out of this. Like I don't remember that line at all. I could be dead wrong on this. I'm if I am, I'll correct it next week. But <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember it enough. Yeah. That, the, the the point is. Watching that scene, or listening yeah. to that scene, really, right, yeah, yeah. listening to that scene with the little animatics, mm-hmm. uh, it, it felt like a different movie. Yeah, even with I mean, Eddie Murphy is still there as Donkey. Yeah, same, you know, yeah. same, same character, same everything. Agreed. And it's it it feels like a different movie. It does. It, it feels it feels better. <laughs> That's like I just I have to say it just feels better, but yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, would love to see that traditionally animated. Yes, I would love to see that traditionally animated. Absolutely, like the scrap the CGI. Yeah, right? let's just throw this yeah. traditionally animated <laughs> Shrek starring oh, Chris Farley. That'd be the best thing ever with the original design and everything, right? Because I actually like the original design a little bit better. It's uh, more it, humanoid. More, it's more humanoid. It's <laughs> he looks, you know, he he looks more cartoonish, and I get it. Like you know, he had the I don't know. He, he just looks weird. <laughs> so anyway, uh, next bit of information. I'm going to cover that one last. So uh, this one here I'm going to cover last. So, uh-huh. uh, you know why. Um, <laughs> the uh, next bit I want to cover is the Miyazaki Blu-ray collection. Which Shut up and take my money. Seriously, which, well, um, it's a lot of money. <laughs> like, I, I know. It's a lot of freaking money, but look at that thing. I know. I, I saw it. It looks amazing. It's it, got... I want it. Oh, it's got all... Shut up and take my money. It's got all of Miyazaki's it's movies. It's beautiful. It's got Porco Rosso. It's got Spirit Away. It's got Mononoke. It's got Howl's Moving Castle. All remastered. The Wind Rises. All remastered. An art book. A case. The collected works. Oh, God. It looks so good. Um... <laughs> The price on this sucker? Oh, I know. $250. $250 bucks for this. Oh, gosh. Can we just it's, call worth it? I, I, I like, seriously. Like, I just... <laughs> it's I, so worth it. Look at that. It just looks so good. I hate saying that. Yeah. About a collection of movies... Yeah. That I can easily own all of and well, own a lot of. Yes. For, like, six bucks each. Yeah. But... It, seriously. Come on. It's it's amazing. Just to have that, I'm gonna have to buy this. I'm just I'm going to have to save up and just buy this. I wonder what the secondary market on that art book would be. Oh god, because oh, that gosh. that thing's no. a, that yeah, thing no. looks amazing. Oh, it looks fantastic. I only see it's it's not even fully printed yet. They haven't even like like yeah. Well, okay, but you but know Miyazaki's you know, art. Yeah. You know the art style. It's gonna, you, be, it's gonna be amazing. Look at that. It's got the castle in the sky, right hand painted backgrounds and all I wonder, this I wonder, stuff that people just don't do anymore yeah it's just it's beautiful and i I don't know what the full collection entails i think uh it's just most of his theatrically released works i doubt castle of cagliostro loop on the third is on this 
Uh, I probably not. I, I, I would imagine if, that's another property. Yeah. Well, it, it was it was Studio Ghibli and it was him, but I right. This is probably the most the, the original works by him. Sure. Is what I would imagine because I'm I'm imagining that uh, uh, Sunrise still has. I think it's Sunrise. I want to say it's Sunrise Lupin. has Lupin. Yeah. Uh, I may be dead wrong on that. I'm going to look that up later. <laughs> I like, wouldn't know to yeah. call you out. So yeah, um, I'm going to look that up probably. But yeah, um, I'll correct that as well for next week. Um, but yes, uh, it just it looks so good. Let's see. The Collector Works of Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, oh, Lupin the Third, Ca- Castle of Cagliostro. It's in there. How about that? Okay. Featured films of Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro, Nausicaa, Nausicaa Castle in the Sky, good. Neighbor Totoro, oh, Kiki's geez. Delivery Service, Porco Rosso, Princess Mononoke, Spirit Away, House Movie Castle, Ponyo, and The Wind Rises. So... Every nice. single theatrical release that he was behind. Yeah, it's two fifty. It's it's two hundred. It's it's a buck. It's two bucks and a, a half. I got a feeling. Just I got a feeling. A couple months after release date, you'll be able to get it for one seventy five. I don't think. Well, maybe one seventy. Maybe. I just maybe one fifty. The fervor. I, I, I think it'll happen. The fervor behind him is so nice. And when he dies, it goes up. <laughs> and he's a smoking old Japanese dude, so it just like, like I feel like he's like a couple years we're gonna be reading about Miyazaki's death. So uh, what is his age? Is he in his seventies? He's like yet? seventy, I believe. Is he yeah. really? He's like in his seventies. He still he, he smokes like a sailor, though. It's hilarious. You ever seen the? You ever seen the the the. Uh, the documentary about uh, Studio Ghibli and all the movies he makes. No, I've never seen every that. scene. He's just puffing away like <laughs> he every never five. Stops. Like, yeah, it just never stops. It's just like chain smoking. Don't smoke, kids. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, seriously though, this is it's worth like two fifty is worth that. I'm sorry, it just it is depending on your like of Miyazaki and you know Japanese uh, anime and stuff like that. It, I feel like that's worth it. Like I don't you? Like, I guess I love Miyazaki. I'm I'm so biased towards Miyazaki right. movies because they're good, right? I know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Every time I see one and I think, I don't even know what to think of this. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Like I had no idea what to expect or think when I saw Spirited Away. Right. It's it's a yeah. cluster of a movie, like yeah, yeah, and so, it's so good because it's ba- it, 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 like it's so crazy, but as a basis of one thing, and that's a a girl finding courage, find, gaining self confidence, and that's it. That's all the movie is. But it's just all these crazy things yeah. happening they, for they that find, to happen. They find some, <laughs> yeah, they find some insane ways yeah. to illustrate that. <laughs> insane, terrifying ways, like giant babies and no face masked people and just weird stuff but yeah go go watch any of his work go pick this up we just didn't we just did a two-parter i did a two-parter with nicole and girl gone geek uh with miyazaki movies and you'd think we timed it for this but we did not i didn't know this was coming out until it happened and uh yeah go go freaking watch it it's great i would just suggest if you have not seen a miyazaki movie to watch princess mononoke oh yeah absolutely. it is one of my top 10 favorite films i've ever seen it's amazing. He has yet to top it for me. I, mean, I love Spirit Away. There are lots of people that love Spirit Away, and yeah. most critics will say Spirit Away is his strongest movie. Yes. I will go back to Mononoke yeah. every time. I, it's I, fantastic. I would probably argue as well that Spirit Away is a superior movie. Um, 
but it's not my favorite. Mononoke is my favorite. Mononoke is just so <laughs> it's it's. I like epic storylines. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing more epic than that. Exactly. I mean, yeah. just nothing more epic than the the scope of that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you think absolutely. about all the conflict mm-hmm. and the war and everything going on. And that's just a small portion of this world. Yeah. They could tell a thousand stories yeah. from that world because like, Ashitaka comes from oh, yeah. my, hundreds of hundreds thousands of miles away. Yeah, yeah. Where he travels to where all this stuff kind of happens. Right, yeah, yeah. It's he there are people there that don't know who his people are. Yeah. They're from so far away. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what to think of him. Mm-hmm. And it's just a small part of this world that the yeah. scale of that very universe yeah. Is enormous, and I love stuff like that. It's very interesting. There actually was a Studio Ghibli um, television series that came out not too long ago, uh, Ronya, uh, and it was about. It's based off this uh, this um, uh, Scandinavian um, fairy, uh, not fairy tale. Uh, yeah, sort of fairy tale, but Scandinavian story uh, about this thieves' daughter. It's like the thieves' daughter Ronya, um, and uh, it was done by Ghibli, not by Miyazaki, but done by Ghibli. Um, and uh, it was sort of like the art style was very much inspired by uh, Ashitaka's people, like the way they dress and everything. Like it's very much oh, it's like the masks like that, and yeah, the... like the, the masks and the and the, the the furred like boots and stuff like that. It like it it was like you could conceive that Ashitaka came from a tribe of these people. It was very interesting, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if that was ever deliberate or whatever, but there were also like harpies and weird things like sort of like their gotcha. harpies were terrifying in it too. They were just like, like, as you know, like it's typically women and birds like mixed together, yeah. but this was like, it was just a bird with like a terrifying human woman head. That's, and that was it. And that's it was, how they're described. Yeah. In classic lot, Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the classic kind of Greek yeah. mythology harpy. That's that's yeah. how they're described. Most things are yeah, exactly. this with this. Yeah, with that head. Yeah. This thing with that head. This thing with that tail. Yeah. It, it typically is. But yeah, it was pretty terrifying. But anyway, on to the last bit uh, before we get into our topic of the week uh, is the SWAT Cats Kickstarter. Um, we watched... Uh, we watched the uh, the Kickstarter for this. The creators of that show, um, uh, fantastically. I, you know, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, "Oh, they're wanting to fund this like a, a new show. Is that what they want?" And then I saw that the that the the readout was only for like sixty thousand dollars. I'm like, "That's not a lot of money for a new no. animated show. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me." Um, no, what they wanted to do was they wanted to put together a new show bible for a new series. Of so SWAT, they can for pitch SWAT it. Cats, so they can pitch it to people, and I was like, "That sounds fantastic. That's a realistic goal. It's fantastic. Like that's perfect. You know, it's not like one of those like Kickstarter promises where they promise this much, and you know, like obviously hard to deliver that. Um, You've also got people that have done it before. Yes, yes, exactly. you know, because right. you know, SWAT Cats was you know produced by Hanna Barbera. Yes. But it was not created by Hanna no, Barbera. They by the tr- got their yes. foot in the door yes, and the said, tr- the, the trim- the "Here's Trimbley our Bro- show." Yeah, the Trembley Brothers pitched this show, and they, they they got it in there with Hanna Barbera. And that's the best part about this is like uh, like the, the the brothers are talking or whatever. Typically, it's just one brother talking through the whole thing, and he sounds like Tommy Wiseau, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, 
Yeah, Tommy was so like, he just sounds like Tommy. He even looks like him. he has like the, the long black hair and everything. Oh, don't insult him. Like well, that. no, it's, I mean, he doesn't look as, as weird as him, but he doesn't <laughs> act as weird as him. He's definitely much more personable, but he has a very Tommy Wesso accent. Um, but uh, where are the Tramleys from? Uh, uh, Trim, uh, the Trembley brothers are. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Finland, maybe. I mean, they're obviously Scandinavian. Yeah, I don't Scan, know. Yeah, Scan. I, don't, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I just don't know where they were from. Yeah, I don't know where not, they're from originally. I'm not entirely certain on that. But his accent is great. Yeah, but his, <laughs> his accent is absolutely fabulous, and uh, they definitely look. Go donate to this uh, if you ever liked SWAT Cats because that was one of my all-time favorite shows. I absolutely love from my childhood. I absolutely love this show. If you've and, never seen the show. Just watch the yeah. Uh, theme. Yeah, yeah. With, just watch the opening theme. The opening theme no. to SWAT Cats will hook you in yeah. a second. Yeah, the opening theme is absolutely fantastic, and it's it's fabulous. There but, are two versions of the theme. Both are great. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's two but, different themes. Like, go watch season one or season two. Either one. It's two of the best openings of all time. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the Tremblay Brothers want to get this together. And they're nearing their first stretch goal, actually. Uh, they're, they're at this point, as, as the time of this recording, they're at ninety six thousand four hundred and sixty dollars, with okay. an original goal of sixty thousand. Yeah, with an original goal of uh, fifty thousand. They're fifty thousand. Yes, I apologize. I said sixty. It's fifty. Uh, with an original goal of fifty thousand, which is great. So they've hit that goal. But their first stretch goal um, is one hundred thousand. And what we get for the stretch goal. Uh, they've already hit their goal for all the scripts, the character designs, the concept art, everything they want to pitch. Uh, the first stretch goal at 100000 which they're very close to with like 14 days to go. No reason they can't get Plenty this. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to get this is uh, the production of a two-minute animation teaser, which I'm super stoked about. <laughs> like just The fact that we're getting that, that's a definite. We're going to get a teaser of the new show. But here's what I want to have happen. Okay, <laughs> spread the word if you ever liked this show because there's time for this. There's definitely time. We are telling people to spend a lot of money. Get <laughs> well, drop two fifty on Miyazaki. Oh right, by the way, right, yeah. SWAT cats. Swap out of, and drop two fifty for the art book on that one too. Yeah, the art book on here is two fifty. I might drop for that too. Good lord, what is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> I can answer that question in a lot of ways. I know, right? Um, but uh, yeah, the two hundred thousand mark. We get a full-on new complete episode of 22 Minutes. I want that, at least. At the very least, I would love to see that. The other stretch goals were... At the pace this is going, we're not going to see this, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, But if they get to a million, uh, it's the production of a five-part miniseries of 22-minute episodes, which sounds amazing. And uh, if they get to one and a half million, which is insane... Uh, is the production of a direct streaming movie that is 70 minutes long. So I, I, I want it to at least hit that 200,000. I would love to get a full episode out of this. It is cool that we are definitely going to be, so far, I mean, things could catastrophically happen and they don't get any more money from this point on. Uh, but it looks like we're getting a two-minute uh, animated, animated teaser, which is fantastic. Um, I, I want, not only do I want this to get funded, well, do I want all this to get funded? I want this show to be picked up so badly. Oh, 100%. I just, like, and what's what's really kind of what I'm enjoying right now, what's really nice about this is the fact that it's a perfect time for it because there's a lot of creator-based uh, content that is that has a lot. 
with the rise of YouTube and everything, like right. creator content is very in right now, and it's very uh, proven to be viable as a money maker. Uh, same even stuff like even things like True Detective, yeah, which was I, I can't remember the name of the creator of True <clears throat> Detective, but he's he's been pitching that show for years, years, years and years, and mm-hmm. the studios would say, "Well, we really like the idea, but we want to do this," and he'd say, "No." He no compromises. Right. He, he wanted it's his baby, yeah. and that's what he's gonna he's gonna do everything he wanted. Yeah. It's his vision, his thing. Yeah. And until HBO said okay, yeah, he didn't sell it to anybody. Right. Yeah. There were lots of networks that wanted to pick that up. Yeah. And then finally, he got the no compromise. Yeah. Here's uh, your thing you wanted. Here's your vision. And yeah. it was the the first season was amazing, and, and, and the second one hasn't been that great. But <laughs> so I've heard. Uh, yeah. So interestingly, but interestingly enough, in that same in that same you know vein, uh, animation has been that way it's ever since Pendleton Ward with Adventure Time. Sure, Cartoon Network took a shot in the dark with Adventure Time. It was just like uh, test audience seemed to really like this, and they put a lot of advertising behind it and put it out there, and it's a huge hit. Adventure Time was huge. Since then, they've given shows to Rebecca Sugar. Disney has given shows to uh, uh, Lacey Defari. I forget her name. Uh, several creator um, Disney gave it to um, oh God, I'm blanking on all these names. The guy who created Gravity Falls, and it's all creator based. It's all their vision brought on, do your thing kind of deal. Um, so I think this is the perfect time to pitch this kind of thing to take your creation, something that worked once already at Hanna Barbera, one of the biggest, one of the biggest animation studios of the time in the '90s. And, uh, of all time, of all time, and but like at the time, the night it was like boom, and just pitch that. So Cartoon Network, get on board, you know, <laughs> like get on board with this. Well, that's the other thing about it is you've got streaming services like Hulu, yeah. and Netflix that could pick this easily. Yeah, pick yeah, this up. yeah. Netflix could pick this up. That'd be amazing. See a new Netflix SWAT cats, and that's just it. And like Kickstarter also like brings a lot of light to something like oh, there is a lot of fan fervor behind this sort of thing depending on how much they get which is why i hope they get it up to two hundred thousand. So they get to two hundred thousand in 50, in 30 days and you get a new episode th- that says like hey new episode and plus that's that you can show them look at the fan base they raised two hundred thousand dollars for something thir- that doesn't for exist. something that doesn't exist and something they want that's something they can pitch and i i really think that this is the I really need this to happen, okay? I don't, know, I don't know if I can stress this enough. Purely selfish. Purely selfish reasons for this. I I need more SWAT cats. And uh, they want to get Charlie Adler and... Um, uh, crap. Donatello. Corey Feldman? <laughs> no, no. Donatello from the cartoon. Oh. Who played okay. Razor. He plays... Is, is, oh, yeah. T- Charlie Adler played T-Bone. I forget the guy who played Razor. I forget his name. Uh, Tress McNeil was Callie Briggs. Go get everybody back. I don't care. Like, every, just get them all back. <laughs> They're all alive. They're, They're all, all alive. Still working. They're all kicking. Just, you know, I'd like to see new people, too, like, just because it's a new show. But whatever. Just, just do more of this. I want more SWAT cats. So, anyway, um, that's going to do it for all that stuff. Um, and we're way into this episode. Uh, finally, we get to our topic of the day. And that topic. Is Justice League Gods and Monsters. Uh, this is the latest uh, edition uh, in the DC animated movie line. Um, 
They're typically great. It's just, they're typically really good. I've only seen a few that I didn't like. Um, you know, uh, very few, and they were typically the early ones. And or it's just based on something I don't really care about, like Dark Knight Returns. But whatever. Um, lots of people <laughs> like that one, though. I, lots of people like it. I just am not a fan of that that whole story. I don't know. It's just um, the first half of it's okay. Second half is just kind of like. Ugh. I want to beat up Superman, and I just don't. I just don't care about that rivalry. I've never cared about them fighting. I've. Ne- I, they are. They. They're such more interesting characters when they're working together and arguing than they are fighting each other. I one hundred percent agree. With you. Just, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, but this isn't about the that Batman and Superman. This is about all new Batman and Superman and a Wonder Woman. Um, very interesting concept, this. Um, yes, this is an alternate universe that mm-hmm. Bruce Tim wanted to throw out yeah. there just to kind of mix it up and make a new, yeah. totally yeah. new project. Totally new project. This is the darkest of all the ones they've done, I believe. Uh, definitely the one-minute shorts, or the five-minute shorts that came out before it, if you watched any of those on YouTube, on Machinima. Uh, on Machinima's YouTube page, those were like rated R. Like, straight up. Right. Like, they were, like, R-freaking-rated. Like, just don't let your kids watch it. Like, Batman straight up murders Harley Quinn in this in this thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not even like, oh, baby. And, and she's, like, got corpses all over the place. Like, it's it's straight up R-rated. Um, 100%. And so is Wonder Woman. And Superman, they've done what they did on Superman on an episode of... Uh, Justice League, actually. So that one, I would, I would argue, probably quite isn't quite that. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, I recommend those to anybody though who is uh, of age to go watch an R-rated thing. Definitely watch those as well because it kind of sets up this world. But no, what we have instead of Kal El uh, as Superman, um, uh, Jor El and Lara are interrupted by Zod. Yes, when um, they're trying to. They're, well, actually, Superman is not a baby. He's at not this a baby. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. DNA that's in the rocket. It's ship. in the. the it's it's kind of like the movie, the Man of Steel, with like the the birthing Matrix kind of deal, right. whatever. So, so Lara's given her DNA to the Matrix, and Jarrell's about to give his DNA to the Matrix. Zod shows up. Zod shows up, shoots his hand off, and says, "Mona, my DNA will be spread across the universe." Across that's the exactly universe. what that's he says. So he. He, he he puts his DNA in, and so it's uh, so his father is Zod. It's and not he is the son of Zod. The and son. then when he crashes on Earth, yeah, he is found not by the Kents, yes. but by a family of Mexican migrant workers. Yes, yes. So uh, the Guerras, apparently, the Guerras. which they never say in the movie. I don't think, but it might have been said. Maybe once. at some I, point, I may but, have missed it. I don't recall it hearing. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but, but but it is they are credited. He's credited as. Hanan Guerra is his real name, so, uh, as his earth name, uh, or Hernan, Hernan Guerra. Hernan Guerra. Hernan Guerra is his, is his birth name. Of course, he, same deal, he grows up to be, you know, Superman, but it's a dirt, and I, I thought that was very interesting, is even, even the immigration part of Superman, because that was always, like, part of a, uh, part of his origins, the Siegel and Schuster Jewish immigrant from the stars. Immigrant from the stars. Right. Even that was a darker spin that they were these migrant workers rather than like, oh, the, the, rather than he was taken up by an all-American family, he was taken up by, you know, what I don't get about it though with the whole, you know, cuz mm-hmm. he says 
he speaks Spanish in the movie. He yes. says a few lines in a few Spanish. Lines, yeah. But where's his accent? Yeah, it where's it? Where's his? But he it works he, off. Yeah. But he would have grown up with it. Yeah, you can work that off though. People, people who people who acclimate can work that off. People adopt accents all the time. Not to the degree. No, absolutely that to was, that degree. Absolutely to that degree. Absolutely. Anyway, they missed an opportunity. Yeah. To have. Yeah. An actor. Yeah. Of that descent. Yeah, maybe. They missed yeah. an opportunity. Of yeah, maybe. I get. I mean, Benjamin Bratt has yeah. played. Yeah. Um, he has played characters mm-hmm. that are it, of Mexican descent. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I'm not aware if he is or not. Yeah, he might have some himself. Descent. He might. But, have but he's played other ones. He was El Macho. He was El Macho. In Despicable, in Despicable Me too. Yeah. So I'm assuming that he that he has a parent or something that that is. Uh, of Mexican descent or some form of Hispanic descent. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know much about Benjamin Bratt, but I've seen him and heard him in other things. Uh, let's see. It seems that uh, he was uh, Chechu... Uh, yeah, in Peru. He's Peru. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. from Peru. So he's, yeah. he's South he's not, American. Well, his parents are from... His mother is from Peru. So he's South so American. So his mother is from South America. Yes. So, so, okay. So that, that explains so it. Yeah, but, he, he is of Hispanic. He, he is Hispanic, definitely. But anyway... Um, but it's not like one of but the Superman you know, character. It's not like one of his parents sure. was from Mexico and the right, other right, was right. American. Yeah. They were both Mexican. Yes. So I, I I just thought it, I thought it, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, but yeah. So so that that's that's Superman of this world. Uh, the Batman of this world is very interesting. We'll actually cover Batman last. Uh, I the, love the Batman. The, the of Batman this of this world was fantastic. Uh, uh, but you know, I I hate saying that because I'm always more about. I'm, because everybody praises Batman. I'm always more like, oh, let's praise something else for a second. But the Batman of this world is fantastic. Um, I think that just comes off of, with Bruce Tim because he loves Batman he does. And, and he does it well. Um, loves making Batman the most interesting character. So, uh, but what another interesting character was uh, Becca, which is a um, she is a New Gods character. Not a very well-known New Gods character. Not at one a, point, was the wife of Orion. What, at in, one point, was the wife of Orion in, in New Gods. In the actual New Gods, there was some arranged marriage type deal because that's what the New Gods did. They just they they traded babies and arranged marriages, and it was nonsense. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jack Kirby's a strange dude. Uh, anyway, um, but no, um, uh, yes, Wonder Woman is Becca of uh, New Genesis. Um, and in this world, she was, uh, it was a little confusing. She was basically, uh, she was the peace treaty between New Genesis and Yeah, High Father and Dark Side were like, yeah. Dark Side's, you're going to marry, you're, she's going to marry my son Orion, son, Orion, and we will celebrate and be married. Yeah, and I guess in this world, Orion is Dark Side's son, or what? Didn't look like it. No, I apologize. Never mind. No, he is his biological son. Yes, I apologize. Okay. Yes, yeah. Orion is his biological son. He tra- in this world, the trade never happened. Mister Miracle and Orion right. were never traded amongst them. The new peace treaty was this wedding. Yes. So that that's why that happened. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. So Orion was always on the dark side end, and uh, Mister Miracle was always on the new Genesis end. Um, interestingly enough, the the treaty is between. Uh, this marriage or whatever, but it turns out that New Genesis is a bunch of a holes in this world. <laughs> yeah, high, high, high <laughs> like, father basically red weddings, dark yeah. side, <laughs> which is 
I call I call BS on right now. But um, you know, <laughs> but um, I guess it's always been kind of implied that they are equal in power. Otherwise, one would overtake the other. Obviously, sure. Um, but yeah, they they basically red wedding all of the. All the characters, like just, Granny they, Goodness, Granny and Goodness, Calabac, Calabac just gone. They slaughter all of them, and uh, and uh, Becca was actually falling in love with Orion. He was, uh, she was actually, he was actually showing that he wasn't a you know terrible you know yeah. person or whatever. So of course they kill him. So of course they kill him too. So Becca is perfect like, red wedding fashion. In perfect red wedding fashion. Um, then they, they kill him to spoilers, <laughs> by the way. Uh, no, <laughs> that's like, in case you wanted to be spoiled on that, what, three-year-old arc. Um, but anyway, um, so, uh, you know, Becca is distraught over the fact that she knew that the Red Wedding was going to go down, but she didn't think they'd kill Orion, or she begged for his life or whatever, and they kill Orion anyway, because Orion fought back. Well, well, Highfather had told her, just leave, right. leave, with, Orion leave with Orion immediately. Yeah, exactly. So. And she didn't. She turned around to go help, basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they killed Orion. And killed Orion. They were... Basically going to kill her. I mean, I don't think there was any. Nah, there was, just, it was you. You defy me, or yeah, it was like you basically like step in line, or you're next. Yeah, they, and she used her sword, which yes. was given to her by Orion as yes. the wedding gift, which has a boom tube in it. Yes, has a so, mother box. A mother box. Yeah. yeah. So she booms away mm-hmm. and to Earth to not um, return. To yeah, never to never return, return to that uh, to the New Genesis and. All Why would jazz. you? Why would you? Uh, which she actually does at the end, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, spoilers. <laughs> we'll get to that anyway. Like, we're covering the whole thing. We're covering the whole thing. Uh, but no. Um, so yeah, she comes to Earth and becomes the Wonder Woman. I guess they didn't really specify how she fell into that role, but uh, you know, she has an awesome new. She has an awesome, cool black sword, and it's great. She meets up with Steve Trevor, and like they have a relationship, and all sorts of stuff. Kind of so. do, kind of don't. Well, they do. If you yeah. watch the short, they totally do. Yeah, okay. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's again the darker end. It's definitely more uh, carnal than, than most <laughs> of the, most of what is shown. We'll of just Trevor call it adult. Yes, yes. It's um, it's a very interesting relationship. Now. On to the Batman of this world, which I think was fantastic. The Batman is not Bruce Wayne. I did not think I would like this. I don't think I would. I well, thought I would be like, that's kind of a neat idea. Yeah. And the execution was great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I think this was probably the best execution of that whole thing. Kirk Langstrom, the Man Bat, um, known in our known in the regular universe as the Man Bat, um, he develops. Uh, or he's trying to develop a cure for his cancer. He has lymphoma. He has lymphoma. That's what it is. Yes, uh, he, uh, he, he's trying to develop a cure for that. And uh, his friend, uh, Doctor Magnus, uh, helps him out with the nanites and stuff and the yeah. things they, that he helped basically create. Basically, Langstrom. Basically, Langstrom had come up with the formula mm-hmm. that could repair this the cancer damaged cells. Yeah, yeah, but. They wouldn't hold. They wouldn't hold. So, so, so the so magnet technology mm-hmm. kind of structures them and builds them so that it yeah. saves the cells. And in true comic book form, this turns him into a vampire. Be- yes, because <laughs> science, science, <laughs> science can only yield one of two things. Yes, <laughs> someone who can't stand being in any heat; they must be cold <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah, or vampires, or vampires. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, science is yeah. Science uh, has wrought a new monster, and he becomes Batman. And it's, 
I don't know why he becomes Batman. Whatever, it's fine. He becomes Batman. It's awesome. Well, so. he well he's well he he becomes yeah. Batman because he he was a good person. Well, yeah, and but he's you know he immediately yeah. upon becoming this monster like right you know and, goes out and blood sucks and, these yeah. And these dudes that are like it's pretty attacking yeah. a woman in an alley. Yeah, I know, but it, and he's just kind of you know paying penance, right? Yeah, he's just like paying penance and trying to come up with a cure and help people, etc. He's, et cetera, uh, cetera. Uh, he's uh, making his own fake blood. Yeah, he makes his he own plasma. Drink. Yeah, <laughs> he makes his own fake plasma. So he so doesn't have to feed on people. Yeah, <laughs> though that doesn't stop him with Harley. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't stop him with all those terrorists at the beginning yeah, of the yeah, movie that, either. Not either. Yeah. So uh, basically, this is a this is a darker, uh, more brutal Justice League. Um, it's very apparent from day one. But they don't. This is what I like about it. They don't immediately make them villains. Like they don't like spark them out to be like the Justice Lords. They're treading a line, most definitely. Yeah. And they're definitely they're step- definitely above the law. They're definitely above the and law. Those who hate them. Those who hate them. But there is like a hor- sort of like the government. Is watching them and they know, like, and they're tolerating certain things so long as Pre- they don't. You mean President Waller? President Waller, <laughs> which is fantastic. Amanda Waller is I president. We, I remember we all laughed out loud when we saw that. <laughs> <It was laughs> Waller. Waller president. <laughs> president Waller. Which is great. Um, but yeah, um, th- that, that's that's the very interesting thing is like they don't, because even, even, uh, even Superman is like kind of like he'll like spout some things like, you know, it's like. He'd get angry or something, and it's like, oh, the world doesn't understand that we're doing good things. Maybe we need to rule them. And then Becca would, like, Wonder Woman would, like, check him. Because she watched that happen. Which I thought was great, because you didn't know that at the beginning. But the first thing, she was like, wow, that's really disgusting. Don't ever say that around me, basically. And he's just like, I'm just talking. You know, it's like, so. It's, like, they they entertain the idea. Like, that's, but they never cross it, you know. Right. Very interesting, but they could at any time. Yeah, they could at any freaking point, like the real Justice League, if they wanted to just take over. But they're a lot closer than the other Justice League. Yeah, they're very much closer because because of the personalities you have. Mm -hmm. It's not Clark Kent. It's not Clark Kent. It's 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 It's, the son of these poor migrant workers who you know kind of mistreated and which is he he talks about the injustices that they mm -hmm. faced and you know all these things that that comes out. He's he's clearly not the son of of. Uh, Cal or, uh, of Jor-El. Jor-El. Yeah. And he's not the son of the Kents. No, he's not he's the son of the He's neither of those things. No, no, he's um, not. Um, he actually has very little footage from his ship yeah. of his who he thinks is his father. And the only thing he says is that like, he was a very high-ranking military based yeah. on his garb. That's all you can tell. And yeah. I'm, he was a hero trying to save me. And uh, yeah. he has no idea who Zod was. No idea who Zod was. And the then you have the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. who is there because she she's an outcast yes she's not there because she's an ambassador now for a group of people so she exactly. doesn't have yeah. she doesn't have that um that uh how can i put this diplomacy that, she doesn't have any hint <laughs> yeah. of diplomacy about yeah. her no she's she's there she's a warrior now and she's going and, to and, cut up bad people <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so it's like she's seen bad people do bad things and let bad things happen right um, and she doesn't want to let that happen ever again, period. That's clearly her motivation. And then you so. have Langstrom, who is just, I mean, I wouldn't call, he, he's hes the most selfish of the characters. He's, he really just wants a cure for himself. Basically. And he's, 
yeah. does this to... He cares. He doesn't care about many people. There's only like two no. people, and that's... Well, uh... Which is similar to Batman. Yeah, it is. Ba- yeah. Batman cares for very few people. Yeah. I mean, he obviously, as more his about character the... develops, he... he... But he's more he about the about mission. He's like, the mission right. is what's important. Right. I, I mean, uh, I would argue that Langstrom in this is more human than yeah, Wayne. Yeah, that's, that's the interesting Wayne. part, yeah. <laughs> and and we'll get to that, but it, it's just, it's interesting that, yeah, Batman is, though he is like a darker form of Batman, he has the more human moments in this movie. Uh, more it works. So, and it works really well. Uh, his relationship with Magnus and his wife, Tina, or it's very... Yeah, he's uh, kind of in love with Tina. He's kind of in love with Tina, and Tina's kind of in love with him, but she's married to Magnus, and it, it's it's interesting. But, um, but yeah, but what I loved about this... Stuff that I love about this movie. Anyway, so the plot happens. Um, they have to, you know, stop evil plot or whatever. Should we go into complete spoilers here? I don't think we have to, really. Maybe not complete. Not complete. Ba- basically, what happens is a bunch of scientists... Uh, that's the best part. Uh, Victor Freeze, Ray Palmer, mm-hmm. a lot of familiar names in the and, DC universe, and uh, Victor Stone's dad. I forget Doctor Stone. I forget yeah. his name, but Cyborg's so, dad. So someone starts taking them, starts out, killing them, and they're framing the Justice League yes. for doing it. Yes, they're they're making it appear as though they're the ones doing it. It's a bite mark for uh, for um, uh, Batman. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's there's there's a bite mark on one of the scientists. I forget which one. Uh, freeze. There's a freeze bite mark on Freeze. Mark. There's a sword. Uh, there's a for sword Ray for Ray Palmer, and there's heat vision for uh, Stone and his son. Correct. So someone's framing the Justice League. They have to figure out who it is, why this is happening. We won't get into full spoilers. I actually think it's a really good mystery, so I won't uh, get into full spoilers. But what's interesting is what I loved about this was the world that they set up um, with this type of Justice League. Uh, Palmer and Freeze and Stone are all connected in a in a in a way. And Langstrom. And Langstrom, but to a degree. That's what I'm saying. But like, like they're they're all they're all connected to this brain trust uh, right. under Luthor. Uh, they're all they're, they're they're called Luthor's boys, and it's not all boys, but it's like it's all the. It's basically every scientist from the DCU, like just in this little brain trust of people. It's Michael Holt, the, Mr. Terrific. Yeah, and terrific. You got lots of different people. Stone. Stone. Freeze. Freeze. All these, like, Savannah, Dr. Yeah, Savannah. Magnus. Yeah. Ma- Magnus. And they're all, like, together in this. Th- it, it's very interesting. Um, but, yeah. And, uh, again, they're targeted by the by the, the three other assailants that are framing the Justice League um, in one part. It, it's a really good mystery, but what I think is... What I think this movie does better than anything is that it's a good dark story. Dark, like how dark a story is, is never a measure of how bad or good something's going to be. I hear people, well, it's going to be darker. And you either get like, oh, yeah, it's going to be darker, cool. Or you get, oh, great, they're going to make it grim and dark. And right. And I'm typically that way, too, because that's my initial reaction. It's like I have that 90s reaction of like, oh, it's going to be much darker. It's like, I don't care if it's dark. Like, I don't. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith was dark. It wasn't a good movie, but you know, it was like, it was like but uh, you know, it just I don't know. Um, it took a dark mood. It took a dark mood, a dark tone, and it was good. That that, that that's that's where you. That, this is one of those movies where you can say like, yeah, dark can be good. Well, I would also period. argue that it's darker at the beginning. Yes, as it moves on, 
it, it gets kinda, higher. It's like, oh, it's it's the Justice exactly. League. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like this is the moment where the, that's what I love about it is like as 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 this progresses. Because you're honestly worried if yeah. you're going to like really hate these characters by the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, are they going to do something terrible? Yeah. And and they end up doing like the best of things. Like yeah. that's like the coolest part. And uh, even like like it does it in a dark manner, but they end up representing all the good that the Justice League is supposed to represent. And they even. Like, even Luthor is, like, not, like... That's the thing about Luthor, is, like, even... Well, they he, make Luthor... Yeah. W- without spoilers. Yeah. Basically, Luthor... I, did they explain why he's like Stephen Hawking? No, they movie? didn't really. Because like, at the beginning of the movie... He was older. Like, he just... Well, seemed, he was walking around. He's, well, but he had a but He, had a he did have a cane, you're he right. Cane. He did have a so cane. So he has some degenerative thing. Yeah, never so he's said in, like, a... So, not a, he's, of course, it's Luthor. He's rich, so it's like right. a floating chair, not a wheelchair. Yeah, he's, he's like Professor X. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, so it's, it's like the Stephen Hawking Luthor. Is right. that I was thinking but of it, but even he even has like, rede- like great redeeming factors in this movie. Yeah, and what's interesting is like they, he actually has like a more like he has a more like a, a more I would say respectful. It's it's a more antagonistic, but a more respectful rapport with Superman in this because they're, they're like he. It's interesting because, like, he he knows that like he has the potential to do great harm, but he doesn't immediately equate that to him being a complete threat. Which is which it, is the opposite of the way Luthor is in the regular yes canon it, exactly. Is you have a Luthor that's kind of like okay Superman yeah, yeah right. oh this this good y- you know <laughs> you're a little crazy yeah right yeah it's, I don't like a little crazy yeah. You need to not be crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, is, can you tone it down? Like, yeah, that? exactly. And I, I, that's what I think is really interesting. Is like he also has kind of this condescending look at Superman because, oh yeah. like, yeah. he just kind of like rolls his eyes at him, like, yeah. like do whatever you want to me. Like, you, like he's right. physically been damaged. Physically, you know, yeah, whatever just, he has, whatever, whatever that has physically degraded him. Yeah, yeah. he's just like I'm over it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. It's if, a, if I say something that. I think they just if gave I say him... something that ticks off Superman, yeah. and he kills me, I don't care. What does it matter? Yeah. Well, that's the interesting part is like I feel like he trusts Superman in this world more because Superman is more, um, he's more representative of what Luthor knows, right? And, and and that's that's the thing is like he like like Superman in art like in the normal universe is like he's this goody two shoes, he's all powerful, and, he can't be anything but a scumbag. Right, like, yeah, Lu- that's what Luthor thinks Luthor, about Luthor <laughs> Luthor in the in the regular canon kind of sees himself. Yeah, yeah. He says if I had all that power Right, yeah, yeah. Imagine what I, I could do. do. What, that means he's gonna do that. No, well well he thinks that he should do more with it or like, you know, it's like or it's like if I had that power I'd do the right thing with it. What are you doing? You're you know, you're Parading around and acting like goody two shoes. I know you're not that good. Nobody's right. that good because Luthor's not good. Because Luthor's he's not projecting. Good. Yeah, exactly. he's projecting. And so in this, I think it's just more like the the fact that Superman is more like darkly honest and more brutally <laughs> honest is like more of like a. I, I also think yeah. Luthor thinks he's uh, more predictable. Yeah, more predictable. I would say. Yeah, yeah. He's like more, more, he's easier to control. Right. He's because he because he, he even does that to a degree at one part at one yes. point. He even like you know kind of shows like well yeah I did kind of manipulate a little bit, and you know, it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting relationship because they even they even make Luthor not like he's not the villain in this movie. I'll go ahead and say it. He's not like no. 
That's not a like because that's the that's the one you automatically oh Luthor's behind it right. Guess what? He's not. The second you see him. (laughs) The second you see him, which is like two seconds into the movie, but whatever. Um, But yeah, it's it's very interesting the way they do that. Um, uh, I thought that the least amount of uh, interest went to Becca, I would say. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it was fine. I think her story was good. This is what I really like about the the, the pacing of the movie was really good. How they, they introduced, like they went on a certain introspective moment for each one of them uh they the, when they were investigating this you know like okay this happened this happened got to investigate this now to clear our names they go to an introspective flashback because of something that they see right and that it's, was very it's classic show don't tell there's not yeah. there's not exposition about it they just yeah. show their story they just show they just go to a flashback and show the story and uh superman he didn't really need one because that's right at the beginning so, sure. you know, there's then he doesn't know what his origin is, basically. He right. thinks he does, but he doesn't really know it. Like, he no. has his ship. Um, I liked what I really enjoyed, actually. It, see, I think that Superman had the most interesting relationships because everything was shifted. Or, well, both of them, actually, because, like, everything was really shifted. Um, uh, you know, like, super, like, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor have a very caring, loving relationship with each other. Like... Not always romantic, but there's always right. there's actual like respect and rapport between them in all regards. And them in this is very like territorial. It's very it's very peeing contest with both of them. <laughs> you know, it's like, they're just like you know it's like like Steve Trevor's a man's man, and Wonder and Wonder Woman's just like I need no man. I don't need no man. Whatever. Snap, snap. You know. <laughs> it's just but you know they 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 obviously you yeah. know uh, they they hint at it all the time and it and they straight up show it in one of the things but uh yeah it's very it, it's a very like lusty kind of carnal relationship more sure. so than a loving one which is weird which is just funny to me right because you know like you know beck is loved and lost so she doesn't really care about that she's just like whatever you know so uh that's interesting but batman's very interesting he's the more human he has a very caring side to well, him he's, he is the only well, human he's the only <laughs> human yeah so, but he's it's a very caring side to him towards uh, Tina and Magnus. It's the only two people he really cares about, but he's very fervently like, I have to protect these people, like these two people. Like that's sure. like they are my friends. They've been front. They've been with me since the beginning, and you know, it's just it's and very. They, Magnus tried to help me cure my cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like the the, the and, but then Superman, I think, has the most fun. Like they have the most fun with it because like he has this sort of bitter rivalry with Luthor, but it's more respectful than Superman and Luthor of, our, of the oh, regular sure. world. And then he has this really snippy relationship with Lois. Oh, like, man. That I love. <laughs> like, the relationship with Lois Lane in this movie is fantastic. Just the fact that they just quip back and forth at each other. They're more like Luthor and they Superman are. than yeah, the others. They are. Because, like, Lois doesn't trust him. No. As far as she can throw she can throw that jerk. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like this guy with all his power. But doesn't fear him at all. Like, that's the best part. Is Why just, would like, Lois shouldn't fear people. No, Lois should never fear anybody. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's like she just is like she's like, oh, here he is, Mister Superman himself. You know, like ooh, whoop de doo. I'm yeah. supposed to be scared of Superman. You know, and he's just like, and you know, Superman quips back at her. It's like it's just like these this snippy Barbie, great. waspy relationship that, that I love. That was and great. It was so awesome. Like that's like the it it does fun twists on those sorts of things and. uh I, I love the twists on the relationships that people have, and 
Um, I do like that Savannah was basically the same person that he's always been. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like the only one that's like exactly the same. He's just a brilliant jerk. I don't know, Ray Palmer was the same. <laughs> yeah, Ray Palmer was kind of the same. He was yeah, not he the was, Adam. Or he wasn't the Adam, he was but just he was Ray Palmer. Yeah, but he was Ray Palmer. Yeah, so. It was very interesting. I, I would, I, I actually really enjoyed this universe, and I would love to see more that they would do with it. If they were going to do more with this universe, that's what Bruce Tim planned on. He did when he, he released it. He said, "I plan on making oh, more yeah. of this. Yeah, if if it does well, if you mm-hmm. like it, I, I want to write more stories with yes. these characters. Yeah, and and that's cool. It's a very interesting world. I, I, I think personally, I think it's uh, um, it, it was dark, but it was good." Dark. I like and, different takes on things. I do too. I always like and, different takes on things. That's just why you know people are outraged over oh, Jared Leto, Joker, and tattoos. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I right? don't care about that. It's a new yeah. take on it. I mean, I'll see what it's like. Yeah, the tattoos are stupid, but whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's like just, the tattoo is stupid. Well, they, they, most I'm of them. Okay the, with the rest. Now, of someone did posit something that makes sense to me, except it doesn't because he, like the trailer blew it. But before that happened, before the trailer hits. Um, we're going to talk about this for a little bit. Before the trailer hit, <laughs> someone posited to me that what if Harley gave him the tattoos? That makes more sense to me than him going into a tattoo. Because that's the thing that I can't get past, is Joker going into a tattoo shop and asking for these terrible tattoos. Well, he wouldn't. He would, <laughs> someone, one of his gang would give him well, to just, him or something. Well, just asking it. anybody for these tattoos, like, put a ha-ha-ha right here. Like, Joker's had just, tattoos before. But it's... This is what I don't get about the DC Universe movie-verse. Why does every villain have a tattoo representing their comic book? Like, everybody seems to be doing okay. that. And it's really irritating. Like, well, I, I don't see it as irritating. But anyway. I don't see it as irritating as you do. I, I just... I don't know. But anyway, yeah, different takes on things is great. Uh, or it can be great. It can be crappy, too. But... Um, well, they can be. But uh, see, here's the thing. is like, they always take this stance of, like, you know... I hate it when people take Superman. The real Superman. Clark Kent. The real Superman. No, 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 I mean, it's like, Kal-El, Clark Kent, like, you're presenting this character that has been in comics for 50, over 50 years to me. Almost, what, 80? 1920-something, <laughs> right? I don't know. So, yeah, it's like almost like 90 years he's been in comics or whatever. Like, And you're, you're presenting this character to me, and you're going to say that he's one lowest Lane death from becoming a crazy tyrant. Like, right. it's just that that's what they always do, and it just bugs me whenever that happens and uh that's why i like kingdom come because he didn't do that um so uh read kingdom come kids if you ever want to read a really good superman story um but yeah um i i I like this idea of the fact that it's a darker world it's a darker place even the characters come from darker places but they ultimately do the right a thing. A whole lot of tragedy in yeah. these characters. But they ultimately come out and do the right thing. And even at the end, they're like, maybe we need to change that whole stance on killing thing. Maybe we need to be better. Right. Like, maybe we need to be better than what this is. So, and, and that's... I loved that. I thought it was really cool. It, it gave a reason for them not to want to kill. It, uh... It, lots of different things happened uh, at the end, which were, which I won't get into, just because I want people to watch it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool movie. A lot of good takes. I enjoyed on it. Different stuff. I very much recommend it. Yeah, absolutely, definitely a recommend. I don't think it's the best of no, no. the DC movies. No, it probably um, isn't the best. Of I mean, 
like upper middle of the pack. Upper middle of the pack. There's, I there's would say. lots I, of them. I probably put in so many good ones. Yeah, there's so many really good ones. I it probably didn't crack my top five, but it's it's a, it might crack my top five. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to I'll have to give it another yeah, look. I'd have to think about it. I have to think about it. Give it another look. But uh, it definitely is really good, and you should definitely watch it. Uh, we we also watched the first look. There's a little bonus here. We watched the first look at uh, Batman Bad Blood, uh, which looks really good. Um, it's got Batwoman in it, um, which looks really cool. It's got Damian Wayne. It's got Dick Grayson as Batman. Uh, right, so Nightwing yeah. comes back. Batman's kind of missing. Missing, yeah. So, so Dick as, Grayson as the, takes yeah. on the role of Batman. As in the comic, Batman was quote-unquote dead at this point. Right. Traveling through time, because that's what Captain America did, so now Batman has to do it. <laughs> uh, so, like... Because there was a stint in the noughties where Batman and Captain America had to do the exact same stuff every time. Like, it was I'm weird. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. If, if Captain America is time traveling, I want to too. I want to too. I will pay money for this. At Dark Side, shoot me in a time so I can travel through. Anyway, so that happened. Um, but yeah, that looks really good. I think the animation looks fantastic. The yeah, art design great. looks beautiful. Yeah, the Batwoman design uh, was great. Yeah, the Batwoman looked great. Um, Damien looked cool. Still waiting for Cassandra Kane, guys. When are you going to get Cassandra Kane in an anime movie? Can we get that? Can I get a No Man's Land? Can I get They're Cassand- just trolling you at this I, point. They just are. They are. Can I please get David Kane and Cassandra Kane in something? Please. <sighs> yeah, I think they hear you and they do it on purpose. They, they don't make they, it on purpose. They know. They know. They know. <laughs> they know. They know exactly what it is. And get spoiler in there too, please. That'd be nice. Um, they brought her back to the comics. Amazingly, thought she was poisonous. Anyway, um, so <laughs> toxic. No, it's toxic. That was the term they used. Anyway, um, that's it for our uh, our review. I think uh, I give it four out of five stars. It was really good. It's good. Good movie. What do you say? What do you I say? didn't know what our star system I, was here. It's not. I'm just not a anything. guest. It's not anything. Just, it's not anything. You can come up with whatever you want. What really? Do you want, what do you want to give it? I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it six celeries mm-hmm. out of eight ants on a log. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Uh, good. Bad. Yeah. Uh, four out of five. All right. Best movie ever. Worst movie ever. Best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stealing that from Weekly Planet. So yeah, go listen to that podcast. That's way better than this one. I have a new segment. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Help me with a name. Voiceover something. Voiceover... My hammy. Re- <laughs> what? Moons over my hammy. Oh, the wow. Denny's dish. Jeez. That's okay. I don't... Whenever I hear over, it just my... <laughs> That's what you go to is the Denny's dish? Okay. Never ordered it. I okay. just remember it from the Family Guy episode. Well, okay then. Anyway, uh, voiceover... Redo or something. I don't know. Voiceover we'll recast. Come up with, Brandon will Whatever. come up with a name. I'll come up with a name. It isn't completely stupid and, Shut up. And, and mumbling. Shut up. I'll come up with this later. Okay. <laughs> I'll even write a tune to it. <laughs> <laughs> with a piano. If you write a tune, I will play guitar on it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, so basically, I posed a question to our Facebook uh, fans and everything. And I still pose this question after this episode is posted and everything. I want to know if you were to cast the new Joker. Everybody knows that uh, they're doing the killing joke as well. Yes. Uh, the new Daisy Anime movie. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hamill immediately said, I want to be the Joker in it. 
to which this... I believe he said six years ago oh, or yeah, he something. Said, uh, what, if they ever make the killing joke, I'll do well, it. Well, he said it the last time. Well, he said it the last time he said he'd play. Because his last role was going to be before he did the, uh, Arkham the, Games. But it was Arkham City. He said, yeah, I think I'm going to step away from the role for a little while. If they do killing joke, I'll come back. Right. Then he came back for Arkham uh, Knight, obviously. But um, he, of course, can't. Like, as soon as this was announced, he immediately said, hey, give me a call. To which the studio um, made the easiest decision they've ever had to make, ever, and said, yeah, you're Joker in The Killing Joke. Duh. So, he will be the Joker in The Killing Joke. Let's say Mark Hamill retires from the role from that point, okay? Sure. Let's say he retires from it. He's never going to be the Joker again. Because, uh, you know, let's say his voice isn't working out very well with it or whatever. And barring any terrible circumstances. God, I don't want to wish any terrible circumstances on Mark Hamill. Uh, from Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the SWAT cast. Watch the SWAT cast things. Get Luke that one. Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Anyway, um, cast the Joker. It can be a celebrity casting for the voice. And we're talking about voice. a voice, voice, not a not, live action. Not a live action role. Voice only. And uh, I, I want to know who you... You're Andrea Romano. You gotta cast the Joker. But I want you to cast somebody who's never been the Joker before. So no John DiMaggio. No Troy Baker. Because I would just cast Troy Baker because he basically just does yes, Mark Hamill again. Um, uh, no Kevin Michael Richardson. Um, and no, and this is sad because I actually would probably want this, um, uh, crap, Data, what's his name? Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner, because he played him in Young Justice in one episode. So no Brent Spiner either, and no Jeff Bennett, who played him in the, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. So, none of those people can play him, none of those people can voice him, and I don't, don't say Heath Ledger or anything like that, it'd be stupid, you know, it's like, but I'm saying that the voices... He can't, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, don't say Jack Nicholson or whatever. So, I want to know who you would cast. Can I say Jack Nicholas, the, the golfer? You can say Jack Nicholas. Oh, okay. I don't know why you would say Jack Nicholas, <laughs> but who would you cast as the Joker? Um, we did have one write-in uh, for this one, if you if you want some time to think about it. Well, I'm still thinking about still it. Still thinking uh, about yeah, it, okay. it's, a, it's a tough one, but yeah, uh, go ahead. Joshua McGee wrote in. Thanks for writing in, Josh. Uh, if we were talk- if we we're going cr- traditional crazy Joker, I think Jim Carrey could do it. That's not bad, actually. It's pretty. It's pretty okay. I'm not. I'm not a huge Jim Carrey guy anymore. But I would refer I, you to the Riddler. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. But but, that's, uh, before but no. That that would, that, that yeah. was that was bad direction. They told him just do just do Ace Ventura. That's what they that's what they told him in that movie. I know. And and, and who are you gonna? I ain't blaming Jim Carrey for going, okay, I'll just do more of that and get paid, you know, money. But, you know, that's the thing. Um, So, yeah, I I don't think that that would be a bad casting if you direct him properly. He's so over the top. This is Joshua speaking again. Uh, He's so over the top that I think uh, uh, it would work. Uh, He just doesn't need to make it a comedic performance, uh, which I think he can do now because he's, I don't know, he hasn't done anything funny in forever. Uh, (laughs) It's like, uh, modern Joker, though, uh, is kind of a mad, sophisticated beast. Uh, I think that could be played by Hugo Weaving. I think a mix of uh, Elegant V for Vendetta and the forceful Agent Smith from The Matrix. That's interesting to me. I wouldn't say Hugo I, Weaving. I would have guessed 
I would have guessed Hugo Weaving had already played the Joker in something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. Oh, yeah, Ben from Lost also played him. I would have casted him, too. Oh, that's a good but one. But he played him in Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Ah! So, I, uh, I, I, that's actually a really good one. But, uh, ben from Lost. But I forget his name every time. I don't know what yeah. it is. Um, but yeah, um, I, I person just, of interest and per, all that yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah, that yeah I, I can't think of that. Actually. That guy, yeah, Ben from Lost. Uh, that's what I know him as. Um, but yeah, he played him in that. So yeah, I, 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 I kind of was like thinking about it uh, in terms of. Thank you, Josh, for writing in. By the way, it's very good suggestions. Uh, I think D. Bradley Baker could do it really well. Um, he's done a lot of stuff though. That's the thing. Um, so he can pretty much play any voice he wants, I think, personally. Um, who, do, who do you got? Any, anybody in particular? I'm always, when you're talking about doing, doing voice, right. I, 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 I would never mind hearing Frank Welker's take on it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just hearing what Frank Welker could do He's with played it. lots of psychopaths. He's played, played lots. Of, I know. He's he played everything. He, can do, he played Galvatron when he was crazy. Uh, <laughs> don't bring that up. I mean, you know, whatever. It's like, it's like, um, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Frank Welker. I, I, I mean, always. I, I could always have. Oh man, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I say I could always yeah. have Frank Welker. You know, yeah. I would love to hear his take on it. Right, right, right. But is, I'd give him an audition. Right, like, yeah, yeah. All right, give Frank, him a, give let's him see a, what you got. Give, give, come on, Megatron. All right, Megatron. Let, let, give me a Joker. All right, Fred <laughs> from Scooby Doo. Like a, that's and, his real voice. Yeah, and Scooby Doo actually now too. He, he took yes. over Scooby Doo. Uh, no, uh, I think um, what I think would actually oh he's passed away, but Chris Lotta. I would love to hear what Chris Lotta would do. With Chris Lotta would be interesting. That'd be really interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, Star Scream Cobra Commander. That'd be really interesting to hear. Of course, he's passed on, so uh, that's never going to happen. Um, man, this is kind of a tough one even for me. Tracy Morgan? Tra- Tracy Morgan is a joker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what you doing, Batman? How you do, Batman? Listen, Harley, I want to get you pregnant. I'll get you pregnant, girl. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. That's our... Uh, uh, what about Jack McBride? He'd be okay. Right? <laughs> He'd be the nicest Jack McBriar. He'd be Jack McBriar. He'd be the, the nicest Joker ever. Well, hey, Batman. <laughs> you know what, Batman? You you breaking up my little criminal party <laughs> just just really really skittles my biscuits. It skittles my biscuits. What it does anyway? Oh man, that'd be hilarious. I'm um, writing that movie tomorrow. Oh no, right? Yeah, Jack McBriar is freaking Joker. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Oh man, um, I would love to see actually. Um, uh, man, I wish John DiMaggio didn't already do it. Huh? I, would say, <laughs> I would say I love to hear John DiMaggio's. Uh, you know, I'd actually really like to hear Rob Paulson's take. Uh, I would actually love to hear what he would be uh, as Joker. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd be How okay often with that. He played a villain. Not often. Not yeah. not very often. Uh, SWAT cats. He is That's credited. Good point. But he he. Even he didn't remember what he played. <laughs> when people ask him, oh, do hard drive from SWAT Cats, he's like, I have no idea what that voice is. <laughs> was like, like, funny thing, I could actually probably tell him what it was like. But anyway, it was like, but no, he doesn't often play villains. Um, but yeah, I, I actually would like to actually hear what he would be, uh, Joe, just to hear his take on it. Because I don't want somebody that can just mimic what Mark Hamill does. Sure, yeah. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan does that very well. And or not Mike, not Michael Mike, Clark Duncan, Kevin Michael Richardson. I don't know other big, big black guy. I don't know why. I said <laughs> Michael, 
Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson does that very well. Troy Baker does that perfectly. But well, Michael C. Halls, he got a crazy voice. He's more of a stoic guy. Isn't no, he? he's always. Uh, by the way, he he played Langstrom. He did. He, he played he played Dexter. Kirk Langstrom, and yeah, Dexter played Kirk Langstrom in this, and it's quite good. But yeah, he's more stoic, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he's played kind of an, uh, a weird. Weird oh, villains in like bad movies, I but know. yeah, right. I know exactly who I would cast as as the Joker. I just thought of this. Oh yeah, uh, Tim Curry. I would love to hear. <laughs> I would love to yes. hear Tim Curry's Joker because oh, man. he was originally going to be Joker in Batman the Animated Series. No oh, man, that would be fantastic. Before he had to drop out uh, for thank something you for else. thinking of that. Yeah. High five Tim on that Curry's. One. <laughs> well, Batman. <laughs> so uh, I. I don't know if he could pull it off now that uh, since he had the stroke, but I uh, hear he is in recovery, so we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, he has done some voice acting since then, but it's been very low key type voicing. So being an over the top Joker would be. Uh, I'm not sure how that would work out, but definitely that's who I want. Tim freaking Curry is who I want. As that Joker. would be fantastic. That would be the best. Tim Curry would be. That's that's yeah. a great pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with that. I one. wish I had thought of that one. There you go. All right. So that was our segment of uh, voiceover or voiceover segment where we talk about because I wanted to get more voice acting. Voiceover easy. But that's pretty all right. That's really bad. That's really I good. Said I like that. that. A joke. No, that's really good. It's terrible. Voiceover easy. That's, I'm keeping it. Yeah, voiceover easy. We're keeping it. <laughs> I like it. So uh, yeah, um, there we go. Uh, but I that's can't believe first... I'm related to you right now. <laughs> that's our voiceover segment. I wanted to bring more voice acting segment into this somehow that didn't incorporate doing a full episode on voice acting or covering all the Well, that's because you could do an entire series on voice acting yeah. where you just talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And no one would get a word in edgewise. No, it's true. And <laughs> no one would know what the hell I'm talking about either. So whatever. Very true. So, anyway, but that's going to do it for this episode of uh, the Animation Destination Podcast. Uh, please uh, check us out on DestinationComics.com. Uh, that's where uh, this show and all the other great shows from there come, uh, go there, are, are posted on there, such as Bagged and Bearded, Nerdstalgia, Girl Gone Geek, and many others. It's great. It's a great time. Lots of video content coming up for that site as well. Uh, you can check uh, the DNN and the Destination Comics out at Fandom Fest this weekend. That's happening uh, today as August this thing's 7th, going August 7th, 8th, and 9th. Yeah, August 7th, 8th, yeah. So today as I'm putting this up, because it's going up, uh, yeah, like on the 7th. So as I put this up, it's happening. So go go check it out if you're in Louisville, Kentucky. Go check us out over there and uh, check out all the celebrities that are going to be there. It should be a fun time. Um, also, please go on Facebook and like the page. It's facebook.com slash animation destination. Go check us out there. Also, Check out the Destination Nation Network's uh, Facebook page. Uh, if you want all the updates from all the other shows, including this one, that's at facebook.com slash Destination Nation Network. So please go check that out. And please go on to iTunes. Rate and review on iTunes. That is such a big help when people do that. It lets people know. It lets people see it. It's a big help. Uh, I, we get lots of listeners to this podcast and many others. But uh, the more people that like, rate, and comment, yeah. the, the easier we are to find. The easier it is to find, and we are very lacking in that department. So please go on there, like, rate, subscribe, do do dabble, whatever other social media thingamabob you do. I don't know. So those are not words. They, they are. Uh, social media is a word. It's totally. It's, it's totally a word. 
That was two uh, so, words. So yeah, go go check us out and uh, ho- and please have fun with it. Uh, enjoy that. But we will see you next time.